tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Headlines is brought to you by Don't take risks, use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices, yes, sir. Hello, good evening, and welcome to John News Prime live from our studio here. In Accra, we're live on DSTV channel 421 and GoTV channel 125. Around the world on myjoyonline.com. Coming up, this bulletin. Two teachers arrested in the central region for attempting to smuggle in answered exams questions into an examination center in the ongoing BEC. Education minister sets in motion processes to sanction heads of schools violating laid down procedures in the ongoing BEC. Also, a scrutiny of over 600,000 people sitting for this year's exams points to an increase in female candidates who would uh, examine the data and tell you what exactly it is and what that means for the development of this country. Also, in this bulletin, Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagbing, disagrees with recent Supreme Court's ruling prohibiting traditional leaders from participating in active politics as he describes the constitutional provision as uh, a means for selective justice you have prohibited them and say vote for others but i don't think that you can be voted for and you call that rule of law 
the Omahene of Escada traditional area, Nana Kobran Katiade Faith, chastises Parliament for lack of commitment to conclude investigations into corruption allegations leveled against the House. You all remember the story about this one bag, big man carried carried money around to do, and everybody in Parliament was quiet. Why? Also, NDC and their minority in Parliament demand immediate resignation of Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Addison, failing which they will march to occupy the central bank in 21 days. Now at 8 p.m., I hand over to Pius Kojobaka to bring you prime business. And the economist Dr. Patrick Isumen charges government to minimize the perks being enjoyed by politically appointed public officials. In the spirit of burden sharing, which the finance minister and the government has been preaching, perhaps, you know, my, my first area would be, you know, rethinking uh, the perks that we pay to uh, uh, political appointees, a public sector worker. Later on, Razad Muzba will be joining us with Prime Sports. We are a home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please stay with us for details. Join News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, I can. It's the second day of this year's basic education certificate examinations, BEC, and already there have been a number of exam or practice-related arrests, with the latest involving two teachers in the central region. According to the police, they attempted to smuggle into the examination hall some solved examination questions to candidate at the centre. Let's uh, bring you that statement as uh, shared by the Ghana Police Service. Now, the statement indicates that they have arrested the police on Monday, 7th August 2023, arrested two people for engaging in examination mock practices at the Dunko Secondary Technical Center in the Upper Dentra East Municipality in the Central Region. The two suspects, Albert Edujan and Yao Adadai, tutors of uh, Pebble, Calvary, and Oxford. Uh, Santec schools, respectively, were arrested when they attempted to smuggle into the examination hall some solved examination questions to candidates setting the basic education certificate examination, BC at the center. The statement continues that items retrieved from the two suspects include two mobile phones and solved questions on two separate papers. Both suspects are in custody and will be put before the court would like to caution the public against uh, indulging in examination more practice in the ongoing BEC as the police will arrest any persons found involved in such practices. Now already the Education Minister, Dr. Yao Seyaduchum, has set in motion processes to sanction heads of schools violating laid-down procedures in the ongoing exams. 
speaking to our sister station at Dome FM. The education minister cites the Budu attack case where the headmaster Richard Ehu Nyagbe failed to register some peoples even though he took money from them, leaving them stranded at the start of the exams yesterday. He has since directed the GES to take immediate action. Why exams? Say say you're free. And the free senior high school. B C A free. Wasi A free. Why exam is free, exam is free and the free senior high school. B C is also free. Wasi is also free. I heard that a headmaster had collected monies from some candidates. The headmaster must have extorted parents of these people. I will meet with Wayek on it. Also, the Ghana Education Service will deal with him. We will ask him why he collected the monies because we pay Wayek directly despite the economic challenges and nobody. Is supposed to be this matter is very serious. <laughs> I met with Wayek yesterday. Last week, we paid 40 million Ghana cities for Wasi. But it is a process. We will pay them. Okay. To a rather sad story in the Ashanti region, a husband prevented his wife from writing the exams. One of the invigilators recounts the incident to my colleague, Emmanuel Brightquaku. Absenteeism has been a general trend at a number of examination centers in the Asakure Mampong and Ofuriko municipalities at the KNUST SHS and Kumasi Academy. At least three students at different centers under the school were recorded to have absented themselves. Their reasons for absenteeism are, however, yet to be established. Officials from the local teachers association have been monitoring the conduct of the exams in the area. General Secretary of NAT, Kumasi Sub Metro B, Teoflos Minta explains a student was prevented by the husband to sit for the exam. Some of them do not have reason. Some of them, they have traveled abroad. Some of them too, they are married and then they don't want to come and write. They are married? Yes. Um, yesterday there was an instance that the lady is married and then the husband doesn't want her to come and write the exam, so she did not come. I also observed one lady yesterday that she was pregnant and also writing the exam, and that was recommendable. With a perennial case of exam malpractice, some supervisors are convinced the recent serialization of the examination has helped address the misconduct. This time around, we've not encountered that intimidation of teachers trying to come in and do whatever they want. You understand? So with the advent of the serialization, I think it will help. When we were at the university, we used to do it. Somebody is sitting by you, your question one is his question eight. So there's no need, you know, action, you understand? So I think this realization will help. The YX started it three years ago, but this year I think they've expanded it to cover almost all the people. So far, so good. And it's working. Meanwhile, some centers are challenged with healthcare provision for sick candidates. Some supervisors explain they have to improvise in caring for them. Yesterday, for instance, we had a student who had a severe headache, and then we promised to get them some price tamon, but you know, we couldn't get some. And then we had no one to send, so we got them something. I got the students some water to drink, a lot of water. 
Yes, the school as Master Academy has a sick bay, but it's quite far from here. So if you had a first aid assistance here so that we could assess it, it would be of great help. In spite of the challenges, some students are positive of excelling after sitting for two papers in the past days. It was okay. It wasn't above our level and it wasn't also below our level. Science was an easy, not an easy paper, but it was okay. And there were some topics that I was able to answer. And like it was easy overall, it was easy. Yes. And I just hope I excel and do well. It was a question that you have been meeting in our mock. So we find it uh, very easy. We know that we are going to get good grades, good grades because we have learned a lot. The science, the army, and the English, they were all good. We, we were able to write it. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Bright Quickle. Here in Accra, Jackie and Somayabua had interaction with some confident peoples. So how was the paper for you today? It was great. No issues? No. What, what is that one question that you were expecting that actually came? Mm, the reproductive system. I was expecting that question. I learned it throughout this, um, the time we were supposed to write the examination. I read and read because I saw that it was confirmed. So when I saw it, I was so happy. But I couldn't show it. Okay. All right. What about you? Um, I was expecting density. Okay. But it didn't come. It didn't come. But earlier you said everything was okay for yeah. you. Because I knew the rest, so everything was great. The papers were somehow difficult, somehow easy. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. Easy. It was great. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, really. You didn't encounter any issues? Oh. Me, for me, the questions are too cheap for me to see that thing. The questions are too cheap? Oh, too cheap, too cheap. Okay. Oh, it was very normal and it was very good. Just like normal exams. It wasn't difficult. What paper was it? Um, integrated science. Okay. And um, what about you? How was it? Same. It was like normal examination. Um, it went good though. Um, any issues? The way you said though, it means there's something there. Mm -hmm. Well, before we started the papers, the invigilators were very straight. Like, they scared. Yeah, we were very nervous. But as time goes on, they told us we should come. We'll be able to write it. So, by the grace of Allah, we're able to face any challenge over there. Now, the number of people writing this year's basic education certificate examination has seen an 8.8% increment over the 2022 entry figure of 552,276. But a closer look at the figure tells even a better story. Now, out of the total of 600,714 candidates sitting for the exams this year, 300,391 are females compared to 300,323 males. Isaac Kofi Ejay uh, is with our research desk, and he joins me uh, in studio with a breakdown of the figures and relevant analysis and comparison. Isaac Kofi, uh, first take us through the numbers and wh what they, they really represent. Well, so the trend is already on the screen, beautiful trend, and it's a good news for you know those who have been... Um, empowering girl child education and all of that good news for the entire country because we've done a lot of investments to come to this you know point where we have more females uh, being you know candidates than males but you can see you know the change over the past decades so we are tracking from 2014 to 2023 this data was made available by edwatch through uh, WIAC, you know data so you can see in 2014 just look at the gap between 
male candidate that's a deep red and a yeah. female candidate which is in the uh, orange the orange. difference between male and female in 2014 was very wide 52.9 uh, of them were male and then just 47 were female now gradually from 2014 you can see the gap reducing reducing where in 2010 it reduced to a significant level uh, just 50 and then 49 in and then finally in 2020 finally in 2023 we saw the takeover <laughs> where females uh, candidates mm. are now more than males in terms of the bc uh, you know candidates who are writing mm. and let's look at the next chart which tracks the percentage change in terms of the total number of candidates mm. writing the exam and you can see this cyclical movement it is only in 2022 that we saw a decline in the number of candidates compared to 2021. But in 2023, it is back at the level or the growth rate level, the average growth rate level of about 8% or 7%. And we see the massive improvement, probably because of government's own, you know, uh, intervention, very intentional to bring in more girls, to make education free and some other things. But interestingly, you and I were discussing the, the next chart. You, we were discussing, um, you know, um, the number of students who were in KG and are now writing. Vast difference. If you can show that. Uh, so so those who started, mm -hmm. I mean, those who are writing now, yes. it is estimated that they started KG, KG in 2012. Absolutely. And, and we understand that some numbers mm -hmm. probably have, have dropped off along dropped, the way. Repeated, mm -hmm. have left the country, mm -hmm. died. So many factors. Okay. So there you have it. This is the estimate. So 2012, 2013, this same number of students who are writing BEC, mm. the estimate was that these uh, 90, over 90,000 of them were in KG1 in 2012. Mm -hmm. So we're expecting close to that same number to write BEC, but mm. it's not the same. But we've explained that this could be that some of them have repeated, some of them have left the country, some have died, so many factors. Uh, that's why we have this significant uh, difference between the number of students who had enrolled in KG1 in 2012-2013 versus those who are currently writing. Mm. But this number is still very significant yeah. because the growth rate between 2022 and 2023 is above 8%. Mm, interesting. So that's, uh, that's what, what we see on the uh, screens there. Now, education consultants are worried that uh, the number of people writing the exams compared to the numbers that started in KG1, as pointed out, um, you know, indicate some uh, people have really falling off, and it has been, it has been reduced by a hopping thirty percent. So, what accounted for that? Kofi has tried to to bring in some factors by joining us with some perspective is executive director of Africa Education Watch, Kofi Asari. Grateful to you, sir, for joining us. First, what could be accounting for the rise in female numbers as we see this year? Um, good evening to your cherished audience and I'm happy to be here. Obviously, government has made girls' education a priority for some time now. And um, since the, even before the Million Development Goals ended, girls' education has been the number one priority of government. So gender parity has been achieved since, I think, 2015 or so. And um, it's only natural to see such results emerge as a result of lots of investment in girls' education, not only by government, by development partners, by NGOs, the media, parents, and everyone. So it is the cumulative effort um, of society to prioritize girls' education that has led to us seeing the level of increments 
in the participation of girls in BEC. And if you look at the data carefully, you also realize that between 2014 and now, over the past 10 years, power of boys writing the BEC had increased by 70,000, okay? But during the same period, the number of girls increased by 101,000. Mm. It tells you that it was a gradual of increasing their participation up to date. Mm. And now, you're worried about the numbers uh, between those who started in KG some years back and those who are writing. Is it a, a deviation from the normal? Uh, it is not a deviation from the normal at all. Um, because averagely in the past five to six years, the average gap between those enrolling at KG1 and the same cohort writing the BC has been about 34%. Mm. And this year is 33%. So it is just within the average. And we are worried. It's a historical trend. Mm. And we are worried because it appears that we are not appreciating the challenge the way we should. Okay. For that matter, we are, we are called the bull by the horn. And um, I am happy that the minister has expressed concern about a huge gap. Um, obviously, the possibility of dropout is the highest, you know, um, probability. But um, my understanding is that the ministry is, is, is working around diagnosing the problem much deeper to find out how the drivers are, where are the territorial children, what the drivers are, and how can short, medium to long term mitigating strategies be deployed. Mm. And we are ready to support the ministry in doing this. Um, our policy brief on the trajectory, the first step um, towards undertaking a tracer study, you know, to better understand the dynamics, especially in the northern part of the country where close to 45%, you know, of, of people who, who started KD1 are not writing BC mm. in some of the areas. Mm. So, so uh, b before we even complete the study, uh, what must happen to ensure that this trend changes? Well, the first, which we all know, is the distance to school. In the northern part of this country, in OT and the five part of this northern regions, distance to school is a major cause of dropout. After distance to school, poverty. The reason why distance to school is a major about is because in, in about 60% of primary schools in the northern regions, there are no junior high schools. So if one completes primary school in community A, they have to commute for miles to attend junior high school in community B or C, where the nearest junior high school may be. This has created a, a gap at the highest point of dropout, up to 20% of children drop out between primary six and junior high school one alone in this deprived region. And so for me, the first intervention, even before the trace is is to ensure that we achieve parity between the number of primary and the number of junior high school. And parity means that government will have to provide 4,000 more junior high schools. Present, at present, there are 4,000 primary schools without junior high schools, and that's about 25% of the number of primary schools. For me, it will be the game changer. Okay, okay, 
Interesting. Uh, we, we all hope that things will change for the better. I'm grateful to you for joining us here. Kofi Asari is Executive Director for the Africa Education Watch. To other stories now, and police prosecutors have today filed a fresh charge sheet in the Sicilian Department's in cash case. A key aspect of the case maintained in the new document is the ownership of $1 million and 300,000 euros said to have been stolen from the residence of the former minister. As you may be aware, the police have always maintained in court documents that these sums belonged to the former minister. The attorney general's review of the document pointed out that the minister had told the police it was money belonging to a deceased brother that was handed to her for safekeeping. I'll interact with Richard Kujinako, a member of our legal desk, uh, shortly, but he was in court today and has come through with this report. These persons were initially put before the court, but the prosecution indicated that they are amending the charge sheet, and so they amended the charge sheet to include others they have arrested. They, however, did not include the father of patients, and so the father goes free for now. Now the prosecution's case is that they need more time to conduct their investigations because after the last agenda they, they have been able to arrest two more persons. They retrieved two Honda Acura vehicles valued at 600,000 Ghana cities. They have also located four houses and so on the basis of that a lot needs to be uncovered and so the court should grant them more time. But the argument for the accused persons is that they have been in police custody for one month already and some of them are lactating mothers two of them in fact they are lactating mothers where the children have to be brought to the police custody for them to be given uh, breast milk and so it doesn't augur well for the development of the child it denies the children of bonding with their mother and so based on that the court should grant them some bail and the court based on that decided to grant bail to the two lactating mothers and urge other accused persons to make a formal application for the bill. So the case has been adjourned to the 22nd of August 2023. Lawyer for three of the accused persons has been explaining what happened in court. So their pleas have not been taken and prosecution opposed the bail application given the reason that they are still, they have not finished with their investigation and they are still ongoing, carrying on investigations. So, uh, in respect, uh, however, the court granted uh, A2 and A5 because uh, they are lactating mothers. The court admitted them to the bill to the sum of 1 million Ghana cities with three charities to be justified. And the court further ordered that we filed a formal application for bill to be moved on the 22nd. Uh, I'm representing A5, A6, and A7. From the court, my name is Richard Kwejenya for Joy News. Well, Richard joins me in uh, the studio for a chat on this. Richard, first, let's talk about the ownership of the amount, as stated in the AG's advice and the police chat sheet. Kujusuru, for the first time, the prosecution, they have split the money into two, $800,000 and then $200,000, but they still maintain that all of these monies belong to the former sanitation minister, Madam Cecilia Dapa. And so they have not really abandoned that. You check the AG's advice to them, but the police are resolute in the fact that the two money combined, making $1 million, belong to Madam Cecilia Dapa. No, earlier, there was also an, an, an issue about the seven suit belonging to the husband. Yes. So uh, in the new charge sheets, mm. there is nothing like that. There is no suit that was mentioned. 
So it leaves us with some questions whether there was no suit at all or who actually stole the suit. And so the new charge sheet does not make any reference to the suit. Mm. And we also know that in court today, the father of patient Boche, you know, we've been talking about uh, the, the issue of giving 50,000 Ghana CDs to the father. But in the new charge sheet, the father has been discharged by the court because nothing was said about the father. Oh, okay. So she, she, he's no longer standing trial. So the father is no longer standing trial. In fact, he was part of the accused persons that were brought to court. Mm -hmm. And so they were named one after the other. And so the court indicated that anyone whose name was not mentioned in accordance with the new charge sheet, it means that that person is not part of the trial. Oh, okay. So how many people, you know, were, were brought to court? So seven of them. So patients, which is Sarah and the others, their boyfriend, and then the ex-boyfriend and other people, you know, patients and then Sarah, AJ, they have been charged with conspiracy to steal mm -hmm. and stealing. And the others, if you look at count seven to count 13, they have also been charged with dishonestly receiving. And so one person is at light, has absconded. And so okay. the police are looking for it. But if you look at the case of the prosecution, they are, they are indicating that they should give them more time to uncover more, as we heard in the report, that they, within the last five days, they've been able to locate five houses. They suspect that the monies that were stolen were used to buy, mm. and then they have also recovered or retrieved two Honda Acura vehicles valued at 600,000 Ghana cities, and they have arrested two more suspects. So they want more time in order to conclude the investigation. Interesting. Grateful to you for that reportage. That's uh, Richard Gunyako is... Uh, uh, our um, uh, man who was in uh, court for us today. Well, we will take a quick break here. We'll be back with more stories. Stay with us. You have prohibited them and say vote for others. But I don't think that you can be voted for. And you call that rule of law. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Darling, I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. 
reason to papa. Should I get some for you? It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. Then you know that that calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself for PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumefantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. 
Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. Welcome back from the break. Now, Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagbing, has disagreed with the Supreme Court's recent ruling on Article 276, Clause 1 of the Constitution, which prohibits traditional leaders from engaging in active party politics. The Supreme Court, in a recent interpretation of the law, said although traditional leaders can endorse the policies of political candidates, they cannot endorse their candidates or put themselves up for election. Addressing a forum in the Western region to mark Parliament's uninterrupted 30 years democracy, Speaker Bagbing says the constitutional provision has only succeeded in preventing traditional leaders from participating in development. And you heard it here that elections to political office has now become public auctions and money has taken center stage. Violence have been introduced into our politics more than we began. Worst of it all, the reflection or mirror or the representation of our culture and tradition has been hit hard with a constitutional provision against active participation of chiefs in politics. I don't understand what that meant. The Supreme Court have tried to explain it. Active participation. What is politics about? It's about development. What are chiefs and queens supposed to lead us to do? To develop. And then you have prohibited them. And say vote for others. But I don't think that you can be voted for. And you call that rule of law, selective justice. Now, speaking at the same forum, the Paramount Chief of Escado Traditional Area, Nana Kobinan Katia de Faith, called out Parliament for the lack of commitment to conclude investigations into bribery allegations leveled against the House. Parliament came under intense criticism last year after there were claims that a wealthy businessman tried to influence some MPs to rescind their demand for the dismissal of the finance minister. Nana Kobrenkatia V says the delay in concluding the investigations questions Parliament's commitment to fight corruption. The guys here, and probably the ladies, if anything has changed, 
That's why we are here. Nothing will change. In my dreams, I thought we have pro. You know, look at the COVID thing that was done at the airport. Parliament should have probed it sitting down looking at me. We heard about the American. What happened? Parliament didn't do nothing. You know, certain things, the spirit of the constitution must be maintained by parliament. We, in region, for example, have been complaining. We don't have representation in cabinet. And it's parliament should see to this, that that spirit is carried on. The spirit of inclusion. We are looking for creativity. It is not the priests and the malams who hold the morality of this country. It is parliament. They hold their ethics and way of being. If Ghana is corrupt, then parliament is not doing its duty. You all remember the story about this one bag, big man carried money, carried money around to do, and everybody in parliament was quiet. Why? Nobody probed. We can't sit down and go on like this. We want to feel we belong. We want to see their ethics are there. We want to be brothers with everybody. Nana Kobran the Faith is the Paramount Chief of the Escado Traditional Area. Accepting the shortfalls, MP for Lembele, Emmanuel Amakofibwa, urged the minority in Parliament to uphold the national interest in its dealings. An institution that allow the public to have access uh, to Parliament and basically bring uh, the media and other institutions to be parliament on a daily basis since the eighth parliament there has been a lot of changes that allow the public to have access to the people who represent them and thanks to the leadership of the right honorable speaker we can clap for him whereas parliament as an institution performs legislative financial deliberative representational and oversight roles much more is expected of the minority group beyond the argument that the minority proves to be to the people that they are trusted alternative to the government of the day. It seems conservatively the oversight role of parliament that is reserved for the minority. The members of the minority are expected to question the acts and omissions of the executive, raise critical questions, demand answers and hold government accountable. This certainly is an onerous tax. And I'm proud to say that the minority in the 8th parliament has tried its best to ensure that the government is accountable to the people. From the approval of ministerial appointments to the approval of financial statements and economic policy of government, imposition of taxes, approval of loans, legislation, oversight, the minority has ensured that the executive is responsive and accountable to the people. Of course, there has been instances where uh, some of the role that has been played by the minority has been questioned. And as we say in Parliament, the minority will always have a say and the majority will have their way. Indeed, many have questioned the consensus policies of the minority and why the minority seems sometimes to agree with the majority on issues. While we acknowledge the concerns of the public in this regard, let me emphasize that the minority in parliament must show itself to be, respons to be responsible and be able to act in the national interest. 
are still in Parliament. The opposition NDC and its caucus in Parliament are sending fire the way of Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Ernest Addison for a recent report detailing severe losses made by the central bank in 2022. They have issued a 21-day ultimatum to the governor and his deputies to leave the bank's financial statement for last year shows more than 60 billion cities in losses, which the minority and the NDC put to the governor's incompetence. Gokwasante reports. Following the adjournment of parliament, the minority are taking its war against the central bank governor a notch higher. Speaking at a news conference, minority leader Dr. Kisor Atoforsen announced that if the Bank of Ghana governor and his deputies did not resign in 21 days, they will be mobilizing to occupy the central bank. We in the NDC call for the resignation, immediate resignation of the governor of the central bank and his deputies within 21 days from today. We are resolved to embark on popular action to occupy the central bank and drive out the team of inept, callous, and criminally-minded mismanagers of, of our finances to save the Bank of Ghana. We call on all of you that if the governor fails to act by resigning, you join us to march to occupy the Bank of Ghana in 21 days' time to force him out and to force his deputies out. The minority details the key reasons. The report revealed the following astonishing facts. One, the Bank of Ghana recorded a staggering loss of 60.8 billion Ghana cities, which is equivalent of 6 billion US dollars. This is twice the amount we are to receive from the recent IMF bailout. The NPP government chose the easy reckless, lazy, and criminal path of printing money. Dr. Ernest Addison, who is now known as the printer of money, has conspired with members of economic mismanagement team, led by Alaji Dr. Bagumia and the elect, inept finance minister Ken Oforiata, a.k.a. One Program, One Bond, to destroy Ghana's Central Bank. Atoforsen alleged that the Central Bank is aiding key government officials to illegally pack money to buy votes in 2024. It is now obvious that many more members of the Ekufuado Dr. Bawumia government will likely be keeping several more millions of dollars in their bedrooms and building a war chest to illegally buy electoral votes at both party primaries and the upcoming general elections. Maybe uh, it's not only Madame Cecilia Dapa who has kept some money in her bedrooms. They also have a response for the central bank blaming the debt exchange program for the losses. So what will the NDC MPs do if the Bank of Ghana governor decide to still stay at post? Minority Chief Whip governs Kwame Agboja has some answers. What will we do after the 21 days? They shouldn't try us. We have options, like we always say. Our options are in our head. They should not try it because... We are capable of deploying options that will get him out of office by force if he refused to go within the 21 days. The ball is now in the court of Central Bank Governor Ernest Addison and his deputies who have been given 21 days to pack bag and baggage and head out. Kikua Sante for Joy News, Accra.
politics now, and as the new Patriotic Party embarks on the journey to select eight flag bearer for the 2024 general elections, one of the ten candidates competing in the Special Delegate Congress, Joe Gatti, is confident of securing a spot in the five, final five, paving the way for the main Delegate Congress later this year. A seasoned legislator and former Attorney General and Minister of Justice, Joe Gatti, comes to the race with significant contributions to the nation's development and is confident of leading the elephant family into 2024. I want to be president so I can bless the people of Ghana. And I will pray that God will bless me so that I can bless them. As a ruling New Patriotic Party gears up for its special delegate Congress, former Railways Development Minister Joe Gatti is intensifying his campaign to lead the party into the 2024 general elections. He says he is confident of being part of the last five to head towards the main delegates Congress. But be rest assured that God willing, I said be rest assured as God willing, as long as the sun rises and the sun sets, when we vote for the Special Delegates Congress, Jogati will be among the first ones. During his tenure as a railways minister, he played a pivotal role in the construction of the railway line from Tema to Impakadan featuring a steel bridge over the Volta Lake, enhancing connectivity and trade opportunities for the nation. He says his background has equipped him with a deep understanding of the country's developmental needs. In fact, everything that I've seen, everything that happened when I traveled for the past five days, everything that has happened to me since I joined this party in 1992 and served the party has convinced me beyond reasonable doubt that I have prepared for this time, a time such as this, well, we need a man such as me to rule the country. Yes. He believes his extensive experience and strong track record make him a compelling choice to represent the MPP in the 2024 general elections and serving as a source of inspiration for millions around the world. I'm going to spend my time thinking about the fact that a teacher's son from nowhere has become president. I'm going to spend my time thinking about the hope it will give to people, to millions of people, millions of Ghanaians who come from homes such as mine. Somebody whose father died when he was six can have the dusty of hope. Without education, where would I be? I'll think about how somebody has been through public service for so long. Public service for so long. I'll think about how God has prepared me for location. I'm ready to go. I'm totally ready to go. That is what I think about every day. Not about With a focus on inclusive policies and developmental strategies, he envisions a future where every Ghanaian can benefit from the nation's growth and progress. We will transform this nation. We together will transform this nation. We shall take this nation to the next level. Everything that my hand has touched by God's grace has been blessed. As someone with experience in the MPP flag bearership race, the Isikado Keten legislator has a message for the delegates. The message to the delegates is that their candidate is Jugati. I'll be coming to them. I've, come, I've gone to some of them. I'll be coming to each of them. And I want to assure them that by the time they finish listening to me, they'll come to the conclusion that there's one candidate, and his name is Jugati. Jugati's bid to become the MPP's flag bearer is not merely a personal aspiration, but a commitment to serve his party and his country with renewed vigor. As the nation watches this process unfold, the question remains, will Joe Gatti 
be the one to lead the MPP into the 2024 general elections and potentially become Ghana's next president for Joy News. I am Samuel Kojobris. You're still watching Joy News Prime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with Showbiz. think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me and Kasano, I did be a me yebiano. Me shishim pepapano. And when I find it, I stick to it. My shishim when your bell pack tissues. Bell pack and with tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me yusua, me hotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What about what? What about what? One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working satisfying face. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil it. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Why no no? Why no you going to me? Who's up, Why no no? I will do it here. Who's up, bro? That's how. Look how that spark of food like that's how. Take this guy and put down. Don't worry, I'll deal with them. Abi, you know that I will choose my team. You, Kotunasi. Kalipu, the natural fruit juice drink. This advert is FDA approved. A caprenu, eya, a nutrient me too for say a bibber o tadia, tadia, un san cotonu in pilu. Name can fu SCP. Ama SCP. Ewa, tell my shy hair. A whole factory casino is. And you know, pavement blocks, boss and Casancasa, and I did this in them Piano, Okoshahira, SCP, Ebemobi. So Peso Sudan, Napoto Gu concrete, and Yafra Koto Cement, Yakopabu, Akopania, Ufre SCP, Cad concrete, I'm messing the Dawif quality. Cement warm on the good camera amount. So what am I? A Fiena, Dodova, a flower, bong, and in Patamu Nara. 
your office. I was Princess Road. You live papaya restaurant. You need to feed him. For SCP was zero five zero one six seven two six zero eight. And our toll free number zero eight hundred six two six two six two. Hi. Now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up, and in no time, our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat, undisturbed by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelopes, brown cranes, mara, silky chicken, nalas, Shetland ponies, and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults, this price for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It's been a thrill of a lifetime, and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park. Bringing you closer to nature. There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a Glovo. Days when plants run longer. What if we order a Glovo? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on Glovo, you can order anything you want. Glovo, you order with the... Investment Limited. Alright, time for us to bring you showbiz. And Becky is here. Becky, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Let's talk about Shata Wale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't been really active in the music mm-hmm. industry. So recently we caught up with him. We, we asked him, what have you been up to? Are you coming Back with some banga, you're working on something. Here is Shatawale. Well, I say Shaxi. Shaxi is keeping me, you know, because um, I believe I'm doing like business now and, you know, I'm into real estate and, you know, ride handling service now. So I believe that's why, you know, I'm not getting myself involved in the industry too much. But I'm there because people are still calling me for shows, even though I don't want to be booked, but I'm getting bookings, you know. We well, new music, yeah, for the fans, of course. But the business now is more for me, you know, just trying to, you know, build, you know, a legacy for the next generation to come, you know, in terms of, you know, them enjoying good music and, you know, some good transport service too as well. Well, let's move away from Shatter. Let's mm-hmm. talk about multiple award-winning music icon, Kojo Entry. He mm-hmm. has been honored with the keys to the city of Ostam. Uh, in the USA by Mayor um, Joseph M. Petty. The presentation to legendary icon musician uh, was done over the weekend in the presence of city residents and a host of thrilled fans of the maestro. The Ghanaian music uh, culture and tourism icon thanked the city of Worcester for the honor and pledged to continue spreading love, compassion, peace, and harmony through his music whilst promoting the beautiful cultures 
of his homeland, Ghana, and Africa to the world. The key to the city is a symbol of civic recognition and gratitude reserved for individuals whose service to the public and the common good rises to the highest level of achievement. Congratulations to uh, the music maestro. Mm. Box this okay. evening. Check out what's uh, on our list this evening. You know what you signed up for? No friends, no relationships. What we do is too important. When governments fail, the only thing left is the charter. The most highly trained agents. It's a bigger operation. No political leanings. What's with all the speculation? No national allegiances. Time to make a statement. Working together to keep peace in a turbulent world. Time to free my mind of limitation. How many in the welcome party? Six of them. Finesse the majors, that's my former reparations. They said you can't slide your interest to the nation. Seems fair. She developing a sense of humor. Hey! All right. Heart is what gives the charter its power. It can crash a market or drop a plane out of the sky. If you own the heart, you own the world. This is what I mean. Jeff, I need your help. Starting exit route. We've been breached. Happening. Our systems are offline. We've lost the heart. And now you answer to me. You're compromised. Don't know if you can be trusted. I'm standing you down, Rachel. I don't care. You have no idea what they're capable of. I need to shut it all down. Showtime! Woo! This is what I'm well, Heart of Stone is what mm. we're recommending to you for all movie lovers. I'll be all for okay. uh, also showbiz. All right. Uh, there's a guy by name MC Abekuyama. He's celebrating his birthday today. Oh. He's watching you, so oh, birthday to MC, him. MC Abekuyama. MC Abekuyama. Yeah. We love you, uh-huh. baby boy. And on that note, we wrap up today's bulletin. There's more news on myjawline.com. Up next is Prime Business with Pius Kojo Baka. Please to enjoy the rest of your evening. Vet Investment Limited. Adam, I'm looking for Abena. There's someone looking for you. 
Madam, please where's Amina? Amina, yes, is this who you are looking for? Ah. Madam, please get me Abna. Please. Della. Abna bra. Abna, Abna, Abna. Oh, Abna. It is not Abna rice. Abna rice. Enijienkoa. FDA. Ajeja dienkratso yatsumu. When you're little, days are extremely busy. Work. Traffic jams, meetings, conference calls. Luckily, our mom is here to take good care of us with day-by-day -day baby and day-by-day -day kids and their naturally active ingredients. Our skin is hydrated, soothed, and protected all day long. Yes, hello. My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. Big night to Shanae, a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie, dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John. Who holds the mula? Calls the shots. Play game pack games. The easiest lottery to play and win. Pick four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gamepackgames.com. Game pack is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Segments is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Good evening, welcome to Prime Business with me, Pius Kojo Baka, and look now at our stories. Without a further monetary policy tightening by the Bank of Ghana, the rising inflation will not subside. 
According to research firm IC Research, the Monetary Policy Committee baseline forecasts show a slightly higher elevated profile in the year ahead. There is more in this report. It said the upside risk could become embedded in underlining inflationary pressures if not contained with further policy tweaks. The recent inflation expectation survey by the Bank of Ghana indicated that business expectations of inflation remain flat at an elevated level. IC Research believes the unchanged inflation expectations reflect the favorable impact of the four consecutive months of decline which was offset by supply side and tax induced inflation upticks in the past two months. It added that the renewed spike in crude oil prices on the global market with Brent crude reaching $85 could revive non-food inflation with higher utility tariffs under the baseline. Essentially, the inflation monster has been only dazed by ongoing fiscal and monetary tightening but will not be finished off without further policy tightening. A while longer on the economy and the World Bank is expected to complete review of government's flagship projects by the end of next month. The move is part of ongoing support from the country's development partners to help reduce government's rising expenditure. Some of the projects being covered under this review is the Free SHS Initiative and the School Feeding Program. Finance Minister Ken Ufuriata disclosed this on GTV's Current Affairs Program, Talking Point. If we look at um, what you call the primary expenditure, uh, which was uh, about 20.6% um, um, uh, um, of, 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 of the revenue, um, we have been able um, through this period um, to reduce it to um, 16.3%. So that's a huge percentage of GDP that has occurred um, um, through that period. Um, so yes, in terms of uh, having an eye on how um, MNDs spend money, um, the way in which um, contracts are approved, you know, the things that you uh, would not see, mm. uh, which really has a huge impact on, on our cost, uh, are being tackled. Um, and then we also have working with the World Bank uh, a complete review of all the flagship programs, and we hope that by the end of September we'll get a sense of what that is for us then to take um, action as to efficiencies and leakages that, that we must do. Um, I don't think anybody is, 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 um, um, is he committed to keeping expenditures high. We, we need to constantly drive towards those efficiencies and more importantly also increasing revenues. Okay. Uh, because if you look at um, our current um, budget, I think we are adjusting by almost 3.8% in this first year and that is huge mm -hmm. by any standard mm -hmm. um, so that we move to minus 0.5% uh, for the primary balance. Um, so there's rigor in what we are doing, we expect that by the time we get these assessments and analysis, uh, we will be even more um, surgical in the things we do. Uh, I think most of the clamor um, has been um, reduce the number of ministries, etc., etc. Something um, that can be tangibly seen, seen yes. uh, mm -hmm. according to people. Mm -hmm. And what can be tangibly seen, Doc, would be that three or four ministers uh, may not be there, mm. but the 650,000 um, civil servants will not change. Mm. 
you know, so, so that that's also the reality of the numbers. So when we sit at the Ministry of Finance or Cabinet and look at issues of primary expenditure and begin to bring that down, that really goes to the structural changes that, that we are confronting. Meanwhile, economist Dr. Patrick Isuman says government will not be able to implement substantial expenditure cuts. He further urged government to minimize the perks of public officials and merge some government agencies with similar mandates to protect the public purse. In the spirit of burden sharing, which the finance minister and the government has been preaching, perhaps you know my, my first area would be, you know, rethinking uh, the perks that we pay to uh, uh, political appointees, our public sector workers, because you know even though we felt that there's been some slashes, I think you know if you look at the burden, the amount of burden that has been put on ordinary Ghanaians is quite substantial. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one area I, I would think about. But I know cutting the ministries is a popular area. Maybe I would think of it, or cutting the number of ministers is a popular area. I would probably suggest merging some of the uh, agencies, government agencies, because you know we've seen a proliferation of you know government programs to support different aspects, especially businesses, and then some of them seem to be doing similar things. So duplication of those secretariats, some area we should look at. But finally, we also have to think about, when we talk about the expenditure rationalization, it's not really only about cutting expenditures, but making sure that we are getting value for what the, for, for public expenses. Mm. So we have to ensure that when we spend a city of public funds, we are getting the value for its worth for the, for the city we spend. I think that is another area we should be looking at, making sure that every project that we do is... Uh, Genuine value for money uh, review to ensure that uh, the public purse is not being uh, it's not being uh, misused. I see. Director for the Institute of Statistical, Social, and Economic Research, Professor Peter Quote, is appealing to government to return to the implementation of the fiscal responsibility law. The law which restricts government from borrowing more than 5% of the previous year's revenue to GDP was passed to ensure fiscal discipline. Speaking at a press briefing to review the mid-year budget, Professor Quote urged the governor of the Bank of Ghana to be firm and not breach the law when lending to government. Here is more. Call from Professor Peter Quarty follows revelation that the bank made some losses last year, partly as a result of its exposure to budget financing and the domestic debt restructuring. The Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research has been reviewing the media budget and recommends some solutions to government that will address the country's budget deficit, high inflation, and concerns of stagnant growth in the private sector. According to Professor Quarty, it's about time the government stick to the law and ensure that the Bank of Ghana law are not breached. The uh, Fiscal Responsibility Act has to be revisited. That's the point we are making, that yes, it has to be there. Then the Bank of Ghana itself had an act um, that it cannot lend more than 5% of its previous year's revenue uh, to government. That would have to be respected uh, strictly. And I believe with this too, we, should, uh, we are good to go. Um, this issue of 
government having to fall on the central bank to finance his deficit by over 80 percent uh, will be kept if, if we implement this strategy. Also responding to the assertion that the economy has turned around the corner, Professor Kote argued there is more to be done to begin the recovery process. The point is, if we have turned the corner, then there are many corners we have to turn. Um, we have turned one. There are many corners we have to turn uh, because if you look at the rate of inflation, it is still high uh, comparatively. But if we compare with our peers, exchange rates depreciation relatively stable. But yes, we are suspended debt payment, debt servicing. Uh, and it's very uncertain to what extent the foreign creditors are going to allow a haircut. What are they going to forgive us and what are they going to ask us to pay? But I'm hoping on the balance of it all that um, we'll be able to afford and pay and have some stability. Professor Peter Corte therefore advised government to take a second look at the electronic transaction levy and broaden its scope to cover e-commerce businesses whilst reducing the rate further. Winnings on sport betting as well as national lottery are expected to attract 10% withholding tax from August 15. This is because the Ghana Revenue Authority is set to begin enforcing revised tax laws for the gaming industry. There is more for you in the list reports. The application of this levy is part of a broader review of the income tax on gaming and lottery operations in the country. The Ghana Revenue Authority in a circular said the passage of the income tax amendment will now result in a 10% on the gross winnings of persons that involved in sports betting and lottery winnings. The withholding tax deduction, according to the authority, applies to winnings paid or payable by private lotto operators, sports betting operators, casino operators, route operators, remote interactive games operators, operators of marketing promotions, and operators of other games of chance. Prior to this, some operators in the industry, including casinos, route operations, and marketing promotions, started the implementation of this policy on June 1, 2023. Sports betting and private lotto operations are also expected to commence the implementation from August 15, 2023. So, for instance, if you placed a bet of 15,000 Kansas cities in a football match and you ended up winning 60,000 cities, the application of tax will minus your original stake and subject the remaining amount of 45,000 cities as the tax. This should mean that 4,500 Ghana cities will be the amount that you're likely to pay to the state. Holders of the domestic dollar bonds and cocoa bills now have more time to decide on whether to participate in the debt exchange program. This was after the government extended the deadline for closing the offer for these two financial instruments. There is more for you in this report. The finance ministry in the statement maintained that the extension of the domestic dollar bonds was in response to feedback from eligible bondholders for more time to secure internal approvals to participate in the offer. However, Cal Bank, which is leading the Cocoa Bills offer, was silent on the reasons for the extension. Settlements for the domestic dollar bonds will now be done on the 21st of August 2023, while the Cocoa Bill settlement will be done on the 25th of August 2023. Government is hoping to restructure almost 20 billion CDs worth of bonds when you put the value of these two papers together. 
this exercise is very important in securing the next tranche of funds from the IMF for this year. Meanwhile, senior finance lecturer at the University of Cape Coast, Seriam Kawa, is optimistic government will exchange the projected $809 million in the second round of the domestic debt exchange program. However, he emphasized the need for government to intensify education for bondholders to achieve the target. The $809 million can be achieved by government if they are able to educate the bondholders very well on the need for the exchange. This is going to be a win-win situation for both government and the bondholders. And so, and a lot of the bondholders, they are only interested in their coupons being maturing and they are getting their returns over time. But the coupons, when we talk about the coupons, we are talking about the interest rate on the bonds. That's what most people are interested in. And so there is the need for government, there's a need for Bank of Ghana, Securities and Exchange Commission, and the bank, um, the uh, Ghana Stock Exchange to come in to educate these bondholders on the need for uh, enrolling on the domestic bond exchange and the benefits that they are going to get on it. When people understand the reasons why they are supposed to participate in this uh, exchange, that would be very much appreciated by them. The lessons learned from the individual bondholders and the pensioner bondholders should inform those who are still holding the bonds now that it will be to their own benefit to enroll onto it. A while longer on the domestic debt exchange program because the Director General of the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, NIT, Dr. John Oforitinkran has indicated that his outfit is willing to participate in the second round of the domestic debt exchange program. According to him, the terms of the offer are more favorable than the initial DDEP, hence the decision to subscribe. He was speaking at the 2023 edition of Employers' Breakfast Meeting. Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either Dave's Single, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Medium Frosty, or 10-Piece Nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Ooh, definitely nuggets Spicy and Spicy Chicken a Sandwich, Dave's, Dave's Single, Single, and a Frosty Frosty and a Frosty. Okay, who said Frosty and a Frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Buy one, get one for a buck. Limited time only. Price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer. The Social Security and National Insurance Trust NIT held an engagement with employers in the country to deliberate on how to ensure the prompt payment of SNIT contributions of their employees. The trust, as of June 2023, retrieved 132 million cities arrears through court cases. Speaking to the media, Director General of SNIT, Dr. John Oforitinkran, said the trust will make sure it has enough liquidity to pay pensions when they are due. The government has tabled a new uh, offer for hold pension funds that are holding uh, government bonds. Um, the, 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 the terms of the offer certainly are better than I think the first one that was floated. Uh, we do hold some government paper. Um, I think 
it's about a little less than a billion Ghana cities of government paper. We will look at it and then we will, um, you know, um, subscribe um, and make sure that uh, we we are we have enough liquidity to be able to pay our immediate benefits when they come due. You know the. At SNET, uh, the, the way we pay our pensions, part of it is from the fixed income, uh, which will be partly affected. Part of it is from contributions, and part of it will be from other investment uh, income that we have. Uh, we've had a bit of a headwinds vis-a-vis dividends from the banks. But we believe that all this is temporary and that uh, in the next uh, year, a couple of years or so, we'll be back to trend. Deputy Director General in charge of operations and benefits at SNET, Pearl Nana Amadakun, urged employers to be compliant and pay SNET contributions of their employees. Let's all of us here care about the bottom line, i.e. your profits. Therefore, a good corporate social image and the culture of your organization is important. The contribution you pay provide a sense of security for your workers and promote industrial harmony. Your continuous compliance also positively impacts your image as a good social and corporate citizenship. The 2023 edition of Employers Breakfast Meeting was held under the theme Providing Pensions for All, the Role of the Employer. Jesse Agbapo's report read to you. Now, Ecobank Ghana PLC says it will continue to deepen its relationship with its customers to aid in the expansion of the company's operations. According to the executive director and head of consumer banking, Dr. Edward Bucci, his outfit will come up with various innovative packages to give back to its customers. He was speaking at the final draw of the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Bank rewarded 186 customers at the end of the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. 70 customers were, however, rewarded at the final draw. Dr. Boutre disclosed that the bank will continue with its engagement with various stakeholders. It's, it's been an interesting three months. Um, we began this uh, journey um, in, in May, and we've now come to the end of this, this phase. But I think, as we've all heard, this is not the end of the journey. It's the end of the promotion. But... The account itself continues, the benefits to the account continues, and the other events and activities that Ecobank would continue to have for its clients would, um, would continue. So perhaps, as they say, watch the space, we'll be doing a lot more. And, and we, we are um, quite glad with the, the interest that our customers have shown in this. We are, we are quite glad with the number of customers that have come on board because of this. And I think the, the pledge that we can make to our, our client base is that we will continue to excite you, will continue to, to come up with new new ideas to, to keep you happy with the brand. The Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded was meant to reward existing and prospective customers who receive their salaries through the bank. The Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry has pledged its commitment to deepen collaboration with Multimedia Group Limited to help in articulating issues of natural, uh, national interest. According to the Chamber, the partnership has become critical to the growth and development of the economy. 
Speaking to Joy Business after leadership of the chamber paid a working visit to management of the Multimedia Group Limited, President of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Clement Seyamuakun, said his outfit will be signing an MOU with Multimedia, which will focus on advocacy, entrepreneurship, and policy direction to help accelerate economic development. Credible institutions like this that do most of our coverage and send credible information, I feel that as a private sector, we need to work in harmony with them to support the government in most of the activities they do. And most especially, also where we need to criticize. I think that this is also a very good platform for us to tell the government, look, can you look at this way? Some constructive criticism are very important for our nation. And so that they will to straighten the government to know what it must do. Sometimes when you are leading, you might be making some small mistake you don't even know. It is good that we take this opportunity to address the government, to stand tall and be able to work. And where the government is also doing well, we commend them. And so today, as part of our visiting most of the medias, we selected multimedia because for us, they are the best that we know. And so to have some interaction with them, look at the key areas that they are performing, which we can collaborate as a chamber with them, and then work hand in hand to support our members, support Mother Ghana and the world as a whole. And so today we were privileged to have them with us, and we have discussed extensively uh, what we want to do going ahead. And I believe that this meeting is going to help us into the future um, so that we'll be able to um, address the nation in the best way and even the business fraternity. Now, the Ministry of Communications and Digitalization has called on academia to inculcate the use of emerging technology in teaching and learning process. According to the ministry, this will improve digital inclusion and deepen the development of ICT in the country. Deputy Minister of Communications, Amma Poma, has been speaking on behalf of the sector minister at the launch of the National ICT Week, which is spearheaded by the National Information Technology Agency. With the advent of emerging technologies, Ghana is poised to fast-track the development of its technology space through its digitalization agenda. As part of efforts to drive digitalization, the National Information Technology Agency has launched the National ICT Week and the World Technology Forum. The program, which is under the auspices of the Ministry of Communications and Digitalization, will seek to deepen collaborations and enhance conversations in the sector. Speaking at the launch, Deputy Minister for Communications and Digitalization, Amma Poma, called for the inclusion of technological tools in teaching and learning processes. Call upon our academic institutions to emphasize ICT education and research, fostering a culture of lifelong learning and technological adaptation. Embracing emerging technologies will allow us to stay at the forefront of innovation and keep pace with a rapidly evolving global landscape. On the need to develop proper data systems, Director General of the National Information and Technology Agency said his outfit will facilitate proper data collection and laws. Ensuring that we have data specific to us and even on the continent is, is, is what the dialogue has been, right? Um, data centers are doing okay. Uh, if you take the National Data Center, 
is doing extremely well. It's being revamped. Um, government now has a government cloud. Uh, we are doing well there. Uh, we are working with our sister agency, Data, Data Protection Commission, to ensure that there's a data governance strategy. Uh, so I, I, it's, it's, it's such a critical point you've made that we cannot continue to use data that the white person has collected. And that's all for Prime Business with me, Pios. Could you back up Prime Sports is next, after which we've got international business. Business segment was brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA.
magic is in the design. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Mianka Sano, Adiabia Mia Biano, Mishishim Papano. And when I find it, I stick to it. Mashishimanya Bell Pack Tissues. Bell Pack Ewa Tiro. Bell Pack Tiro. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Miyusua, Mehotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What about what? What soaky? One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Nothing feels so good like bell pack. Touch it, okay? Fifi, it's my calipo inside the feet. Don't touch it, okay? Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. Hey, Shit, Papa. Should I leave some for you? It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. You know that that calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Another welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. Let's start off in the Women's World Cup, where Africa's winless run in the knockout stage of the tournament. Today, after Morocco suffered a 4-0 defeat to France in the round of 16. Now, the Atlas Lioness were Africa's last hope at the tournament, following the exit of South Africa and Nigeria uh, in the tournament. But uh, Morocco failed to impress after they conceded one goal in the first eight minutes of the game. Welcome to Hindmarsh Stadium in Tardania. We are here to find out who will be the final side into the quarterfinals between France and Morocco. This is lovely play. De Almeida, Basha, and here's Karshawi. Karshawi's cross. Diani with the simple header. And after a hat trick against Panama, Kerid Yatu Diani makes it four goals in two games. Lovely touch from Dali, releasing Gianni. Le Sommier is in the middle, the cutback for Kenza Dali! And that's two, and it's a spectacular goal, and France are on fire. As El Shad, under pressure, it falls for Le Sommier! Well, everything they touch turns to blue at the moment. And here they come again. Diani, the little touch for Basha. Side netting. Here comes Basha. 
charging down to the byline, drives the cutback. Toletti now hits it. That's a good ball for Jaraidi, who takes it past Pierre who turned it behind for a goal kick in the end. Beshoff manages to get the cross in. It's a great ball for Le Sommer. What a cross from Vicky Beshoff. France have a four. France put there name into the list of quarter-finalists. Now in the other game, Catalina Osme scored the only goal as Colombia kept the Women's World Cup charge on track after defeating Jamaica one goal to nil to secure a maiden quarter-final against European champions England. Now the South Americans failed to qualify for the 2019 tournament but have taken huge strides since topping their group in Australia and standing world number two Germany along the way in the quarterfinals. The long throw towards Khadija Shaw. Now Jody Brown with a chance. Didn't quite sit for her. Lacey Santos in towards the near post. Up in the air it goes. Partly cleared by Drew Spence. Hooked back in and over the top by Yorolin Karabali. Very steady game so far. Slung towards the back post, big chance here, Osman! Colombia hit the front, thanks to their captain on the lights, and it sends the Colombians in the stands into raptures. Denisha Blackwoods takes a couple of paces back and fires in the free kick. There's a lot of traffic there. Is it going to be forced over the line? No. That free kick from Denisha Blackwood caused an awful lot of problems and it might have even struck the post. And out by Brown towards Tiffany Cameron who skips away from Guzman. Could she find the right cross? It's Drew Spence! Oh my goodness, that was a big chance for Jamaica and Drew Spence couldn't take it. They haven't had too many opportunities tonight. That was the best of them. That's a lovely ball, and off the woodwork from Lacey Santos. That would have sealed it, almost certainly, for Colombia. There is the full-time whistle, and the roar rings out around the stadium here in Melbourne. Colombia through to the last eight. Catalina Osme's goal, enough to send them through. Colombia will now play England, and France will play uh, Australia in the quarterfinals, which uh, the games will come off over this weekend. Now to Kumasi in Ghana now, and uh, His Royal Majesty Otum 482 has charged the playing body of Kumasi Asante Kotoko to strive to give the best for the club in the upcoming season. Now addressing the players and technical team of the club at his palace, he emphasized the need for loyalty and commitment to the targets set by the club this season. Football, 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 football
Zone, well, let's uh, speak to my colleague Fifi Manfred, who is based in Kumasi with our sister station, Shira FM and Alava FM, and uh, he's been monitoring the development in the camp of Kumasi Asante Kotoko. Fifi, good to have you tonight on the Prime Sports. I mean, that's the king there. Very strong message to the players, charging them to be committed to the club and also advising them against, you know, uh, owing allegiance to individuals who are outside the club. Um, what do you think, why is the, the king, you know, getting, trying to get this message across to the players? Oh, thank you very much, Ms. Bao. Um, first of all, I think that there have been a lot of calls of uh, disunity in the camp of Kotoko. So um, if you listen to everybody close to their club, they say one of the biggest issues with the club in recent times has been the fact that there are a lot of divisions, subdivisions in the club, people who have their own personal interests. Um, and that's a lot of uh, people are, are pointing fingers at themselves. So the, the king is essentially saying that, you know what, if you belong to some people who are not here today now, if you had a manager that brought you to Kotoko, he's not um, a member of the club or whatever the case is, mm. the biggest point of call is Kotoko. Essentially, the king is just telling them that whatever thing is going on social media, whatever anybody's saying outside, the focus is supposed to be on Kotoko and how Kotoko can win games, and that should be the focus. And I think that that's, that is just to let people know that um, the King wants a united front of Kotoko. And essentially, if you listen to um, Kotoko's own um, adage, Ukuma Pima Pimbeba, it's about staying together, forging together, being a united front. And that's essentially what the King is trying to drum home to the players of Asante Kotoko, unity essentially. I mean, beyond this, uh, what else has the King been saying to the technical team and other fans of the club? So, Musbao, the, the king has told the coach Prosper Natogum not to be in a rush to win anything. Um, I mean, um, that is what the king is going to say, um, that he should build a formidable side that will be able to compete on the African scene and, of course, to be able to compete for the Ghanaian League as well. He has told the coach not to listen to people outside also for himself, but to focus on the job that has been given to him to deliver the mandates that Manchia has given to him. And essentially, it's about building a very, very formidable young Kotoko team that can compete. But as you know, Musbao, um, um, Kotoko is known for winning. If, if, even if the king has said that he knows that there's going to be a lot of pressure on the coach to deliver the Ghana Premier League come next season, given the fact that they just won the Premier League two seasons ago. Yes, they are building, but they didn't know that they would love to win. Also, the king did mention that when he went to Adakwajachi and he saw the pitch on which the boys trained, he wasn't really enthused uh, about the nature of the pitch, and he has promised to inject cash into the uh, building and the setting up of a proper training base for commanders at Sikotoko at Adakwajachi. And like he, he, he said again when he went there the last time, he asked for the contractors to bring the blueprint to see it and he has plans this time to really get into it. Essentially, that's why he has put together an IMC with an interim um, sporting director and former Ghana coach, Akwesi Apia, to liaise between the technical body and then the management um, 
the interim management while the players get a job done. So the king wants to make sure that Kotoko does does better. You, you heard in the, the video that you played, there was a point where he said that he was sad and it's the only part of his kingdom that uh, makes him, that disgraces him, quote and unquote, and then he doesn't want that to happen again. So he wants to invest, he wants Kotoko to win, albeit he won't be to go well, Fifi, uh, mm. Fifi, we seem to have lost you briefly there, but just before I let you go, um, of course, the coach was unveiled yesterday. He had a few things to say about getting the team ready uh, pre-season, you know. Uh, he had some concerns about the time he's going to have to prepare the club for the season. Uh, can you confirm if indeed they've started pre-season? And, uh, you know, in terms of beefing up the squad, what else can you share with us? Yes, so I can confirm for you, Mosbao, that Kronos and Zikotoko did start pre-season day one today at Biposo here in the Asante region. Um, um, it's, it's, it's a training base where a former management member of Kotoko, um, that's Kent team, do train over. So uh, Kotoko had access to the place, they started pre-season and... Um, Code Nati Pospogu knows that there's supposed to be proper development, proper grooming of the players to be able to get into um, the season proper, to be able to compete and build a formidable side. Um, I can confirm that almost every player that um, was there and is still, had his contracted to Kotoko um, reported for pre-season today. Um, the likes of um, um, Nkuku was there, the likes of Sheriff Mohamed, the likes of Danlad Ibrahim, Frederick Asari, Lamte, Morrison, everybody um, was there in a the full house and looks as if there's a brand new cutter call. They want to start from a clean slate and try to get things that the team wants to build uh, basically on, on, on the tenets of unity, like the King um, did allude to earlier on in the conversation. Yes, Kotoko are, are trying to get some very, very new players. First of all, they've gotten Yaya Dawoni um, from Susubribi United in the Division One League. And he's a centre back. He is uh, very, very good in 1v1 duels. And Kotoko wants to make sure that they show up the quality in their defensive role. So they've gotten that centre-back in there. Um, there are conversations about players like Dramina and other players from Wafa who possibly can come into the Kotoko side. Uh, we hear that from the camp of Code Natif Pospogum. He wants to assess players first-hand um, with the eye test before he gives the green light for the club to get them in there. So he's looking at these players. Mind you, Modasiri Salifu is gone, Richard Bordua Gadas is gone. The club would have to make sure that they um, add quality in that area, especially in the middle of the park, to add to the new players like Lamte, um, who are not so experienced, um, and Morrison, also to add to them, Serge Zeze, who is still in with the club. Adding a lot of quality to these players will be very, very important for Kotoko. So yes, pre-season has started without any issue. It looks like it was a good house for Kotoko. And then there are new players that seem to be coming in for uh, Kumasi Asante Kotoko. Fifi Manfred, thank you very much for your time. And uh, Fifi Manfred with uh, FM and Love FM in Kumasi. Now, the Netherlands coach, René Costa, has arrived in Ghana to begin his role as the technical director of Division One League side Studio All Blacks United Football Club. Now, the coach says he is looking forward to guiding the club to the Premier League where they truly belong. Costa was appointed earlier this month as part of the reshuffle in Swedro All Blacks technical team for the upcoming season. The appointment of the UEFA A license holder is a strategic move that is aimed at enhancing the team's performance, optimizing player development, and propelling them towards a possible league triumph in the upcoming season as they chase promotion to the Ghana Premier League. Speaking on his arrival at the Kutuka International Airport, 
the Dutch trainer talked about his main targets as he takes over the club as a technical director. My main uh, goal is to um, develop the football program of Spedro All Black, uh, to increase the level of players and coaches, and to find new top players, and also to, uh, to help the team to promote to, uh, to the Premier League. It's also a, a dream of the, of the president. The former Almir City trainer also explained his decision to join the Division 1 league side ahead of other high-profile teams in Ghana. A couple of months ago I was here uh, on invitation by NEC Nijmegen. They asked me to come and, uh, and see a tournament in Kumasi. It was organized by uh, the president of Svedro uh, Black. I was impressed by the vision, impressed about the organization. I was impressed about how they look, uh, uh, how they see football. Um, and, and what I like is to, to work with young, talentful players. It's not only about here to perform, but also to find players who have the ability to play uh, later in Europe. So uh, that combination for me is, uh, is a good one. Costa will oversee all aspects of the club's technical operations, including the development and implementation of training programs, selection of coaching staff, scouting and recruitment of players, as well as strategic planning to optimize team performance. Now, the Old Boys Association of Infantipum and Adisador College on, on Monday launched the 2023 edition of the Infantipum and Adisador Fan Games. The annual event is yet towards bringing all boys of the two schools together on a friendly and social platform to strengthen their bond. Lawrence Beidou has the rest of the story. The occasion serves as an avenue for the old students of Infantipum and Adisador College to raise funds for the development of the two schools. The Infantipem Adisadel Fan Day Games returned for the 16th edition this year after a five-year break. The theme for this year's program is Beyond the Rivalry, Uniting True Sports. Objectives will be to continue fostering healthy competition and promoting sportsmanship, renewing, building friendships, and creating networking opportunities as well as strengthening the bond between the two schools. Speaking at the launch of this year's event, Kojo Morgan, a co-chairman of the planning committee and an old student of Infantipim, explained the idea behind the event. Happening in this country, um, there are a lot of, a lot of stress. Okay, so there's an opportunity for you to move to the Ghana Armed Forces Sports Complex, come and distress there. Okay, whilst having fun at the same time, you're playing. There'll be board games table tennis, the swimming, soccer, basketball, the atmosphere, and there will be some brass band music to dance to, okay? So you should be, when you come there, you should be, ex you should expect to have some fun, distress, and so that you, you get, at the same time, we should also look at the fact that we are doing this because we want to raise enough funds to support our schools. Seth Jojome, who is also a co-chairman and an old student of Adisco, also called on corporate organizations to add their support to the games. The launch idea is to court corporate Ghana to get involved with helping to run the cost into the build-up of the games. There's a lot of expense into it, but we believe that as they get we believe that as the sponsor, 
they get a mileage out of the kind of caliber of people they are going to be meeting. In France, Prima de Saddle has hosts of people who are running businesses everywhere. So as you as a business entity get a space to advertise and to contribute, sponsor a program within the games, you have a mileage there, you have a leverage out there, and people will know your business, and I can tell you that it's untold kind of uh, route for you to build your business. This year's event is slated for September 9 at the Ghana Armed Forces Sports Complex in Bema Camp. Activities on the day will include tennis, football, basketball, golf, board games, jama session, and health screening. A football match between the current school teams of both Infantipim and Adisadel will climax the event. All present here, duly declare the Santa Moba Games of 2023 duly launched. Well, let's do some European football now. And in Germany, Sadio Mane's agent has alleged that uh, the player was racially abused by Leroy Sane, which led to the altercation in the dressing room, which resulted in Sadio Mane being reportedly punished and his eventual exit from the club. Now, Chris Arrington of our partner station, DWTV, joins me to help us understand exactly uh, what is happening relative to this very, very uh, development on Sadio Mane. Chris, good to have you. I mean, what's, what's, what's really happening? What's the, why is the agent making these allegations? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Sadio Mane's PR agent has some serious allegations about that altercation. He alleged that Leroy Sané racially insulted Sadio, which leaves me dumbfounded because Leroy Sané has been on the receiving end of some racial abuse himself. But that could explain things because, you know, how it ended, Byron were very quick on basically trying to say and paint Sadio Mane as the bad guy, you know, because he was the newcomer in that sense. But also, PR, uh, Mane's PR agent pretty much said that Leroy Sane apologized to Sadio Mane after the incident and about this alleged fine that Sadio Mane received. The fine was immense. It was 500,000 euros. That was a lie, according to uh, Mane's camp, you know, and uh, that isn't the only thing. What they did was they tried to cover up Leroy Sané and protect Leroy Sané in this particular incident. You know, he does represent the German national team as well, and Bayern Munich and the German national team are typically one and the same in a lot of respects. You know, so that was pretty disturbing. It's interesting to see, you know, how this is still an issue, but this has definitely been making waves, and that's not only, the, that's not the last of it. He, he also included the that there was jealousy among the German camp and the German players because of the uh, the salary that uh, Sadio Mane was receiving. He was among the highest paid. He re received about $20 uh, million a year. You know, that is head and shoulders above a lot of the Bayern players, and that caused a bit of jealousy. The Germans could not understand why an African player could come in to basically the German pride in the domestic league in Bayern Munich and earn so much, much more than other players being German themselves. You know, so there are a lot of allegations, none of them pretty, you know, but it pretty much goes to what I've been 
feeling my instinct has been telling me uh, quite some time. You know, for, for one, they tried to point fingers at his football form for being one of the reasons he was no longer with the club. You know, they alleged that he wasn't technically sound and other things. Well, new reports came back that when he returned, you know, uh, for a short stint in training, he, he was performing very well. That's the reason Byron increased the selling price on, on, on his name. That was one reason. So there's a lot of smoke and a lot of, I guess, attempts you could argue uh, to damage his reputation. Well, Chris, uh, we appreciate the update there. And of course, uh, we'll keep tabs on this and reconnect with you in the course of the week, especially with the German Super Cup coming up over the weekend. That's all time will permit us on Prime Sports tonight. With me, Razak Musbao, up next is PM Express. Please do stay tuned to join us. Sports segments was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industry.